Or are you listening to this podcast now? Settle in, grab a cuppa, it's all well good. It's the Velasco Fitness Collective Podcast with James and Ellie. Hey team, welcome back to... I'm going to do that again because sometimes my hey team can be a bit overzealous and it... It did sound aggressive actually. Yeah, it's quite a lot. (laughs) Hey team, welcome back to another episode of the Valesco Fitness Collective podcast. Fresh off the back of a winter wellness episode with Vicky that was, I'm sure you'll agree, thoroughly in-depth approach to nutrition through the colder months. We are joined today by one of our members, Harry French. Harry, how are you doing? Hello, I'm great, thank you. Very pleased to be here. Good, I'm glad. I'm very pleased to have you on. Um, fun fact, me and your wife, partner, soon to be, yeah, fiance, yeah, um, share the same surname, which yeah. is quite nice, didn't know that until recently, quite rare with my I, It would be nice if you were related somewhere. I'd, I'd, I'd enjoy that, I imagine Christmas. I've always, I've always seen you as an older brother, or younger <laughs> brother, probably. <laughs> we won't, let's, let's, let's leave age a mystery, eh? I don't know, let's talk about it. <laughs> Though I am curious now, actually. What, my age? Yeah. Well, in two days, three days, on Friday, I'll be 33. There you go. So you are younger than me. I am ecstatic that I now know when your birthday is. Are you? Yes. Oh, no. How old are you? I'm 34. When's your birthday? October. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah, good. Oh, I can't wait to get you a cards. <laughs> Don't expect a greeting card. <laughs> Um, and as always, team, we are also, as you probably guessed by now, joined by Ellie. How are you doing? How's your day been? Been good, thanks. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. Fresh off a bit of coke, too? No, I haven't. Yeah. I've been uh, doing all the uh, old admin stuff, behind-the-scenes funds. Mm. You've made that sound very suspicious. Yeah, <laughs> the behind-the-scenes fun. Good. I like it. Nice we all ready for the Christmas party? That's what I've been sorting out today. Is it? Yeah. Tables, double portions, alcoholic beverages, double portions, yeah, half portion for you. We'll see. Cool. So we thought we would invite Harry on in, I guess, the vein of getting to know some of our other members. We've had, you know, Steve before he was a coach, and we've had Em and Tash, had a couple of other people grace us with our presence, or with our presence, with their presence. Um, and we thought we'd extend that today to um, everybody's favourite member, Harry. Oh, there we go. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, let's start, as we normally do, with something to break the ice a little bit. And I'm quite looking forward to this, knowing you and some of your views. Um, don't, don't make me, you've made me sound like Jim Davidson there already. <laughs> um, let's, let's start with what you would put into room 101. All right. You can have two things. Well, good, because I've got my two, haven't I? I yeah. feel like you've been braced on one of my two. I've been briefed, yeah. Briefed, yeah. So my first my first one, I ran these by Amy the other day, uh, <laughs> would be the entire city of London. That's going in. <laughs> Do I ask why? It's just shit, isn't it? Um, <laughs> and it, and it's, I don't think it's any more or less shit than anywhere else particularly but I wish people would just be a bit more honest about crap it is and I've got lots of friends who live in London I think it, you're allowed to like London if you grew up there 
Um, like my mum grew up there, that's fine. She's allowed to like London, but a lot of my friends live there slowly bankrupting themselves. And when you ask them, why are you bankrupting yourself? They'll say, oh, it's just got that thing. It's got all these things that nowhere else has, you know, the culture, the nightlife. It's like, you get culture in Barnsley. Like, just just move. It's fine. Like, it's okay to, to say you've made a mistake. <laughs> okay, nice. So the city of, the entire city of London. The entire city of London, except yeah. my, my nan, who um, she can stay in just her house. I bulldoze it all except my nan. Just an absolute wasteland apart from what allows in the middle. Just one, one house in Rains Park. Yeah, that can stay. Weird modern day I am legend with your nan. Absolutely fine. And actually, I think her and my granddad, I think they'd get on all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's 90-something. He's still, he's still going up in the loft every day. He could take on a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. No problem. Um, my second one, James, uh, you might have a problem with this, <laughs> is, is uh, topless gym goers. Just, just generally? or No. No. And I want to be clear about this because I'm not a prude. All right. <laughs> how I described it was the intellectual dishonesty of the topless gym goer go on well it's that thing in it and, and i think what annoys me most is the mid wad or or one round into a wad top strip off right <laughs> like like you've got into it and you've thought fuck this is going to be hard <laughs> what, what would make it less hard if i lost this thin layer of clothing like that's going to be the difference maker yeah. um so i've you know i before i done crossfit or functional fitness did a lot of boxing and wrestling jiu-jitsu those sorts of sports yeah. where you'll find yourself in a shed in droitwich with no ventilation on a summer's day yeah. watching people beat the piss out of each other for hours <laughs> at a time you know what no one has ever thought like coach i'm struggling i'm getting battered here the coach doesn't lean in and goes whip your top off <laughs> like if 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 you look great you got their muscles right you're packed out in the abs you've got nice nipples that don't dilate when you get warm you know <laughs> pop pop the top off i don't mind it's nice there's some handsome boys in the gym right just be honest you look great it's fine uh, wow okay all right well, i mean it's valid there we go so the entire city of london on the intellectual dishonesty around <laughs> populist gym goers yeah absolutely 100 percent all right, nice. Thank you. Thanks for your input. I'm sure everyone will have enjoyed that as much as we did. <clears throat> um, as much as I was briefed on it, one of them being topless gym goers, I didn't have the context, so that was nice. To... There you go. So it's not an attack on you. you know? no, well, yeah. I, I hope it makes you reconsider things. Yeah, next, you know, next time <laughs> I'm, I'm running into a workout, I, literally the workout I've just finished, I did exactly that. So next Popped time... it off, did you? You were probably wearing a moisture-wicking fabric, which would have kept you cool if you'd left it on. Didn't think about it, did you? No, I didn't. My temperature would drop a couple of degrees if I lost mm. it. Best, mm. oh, I didn't even have sleeves. No, it's ridiculous. No, there we go. <laughs> um, the I guess the second question. Not that we need to break the ice anymore, but I'm quite interested to hear this. Mm. Your opinion on this would be uh, interesting, and, and you'll be aware of the question by now. I, I hope. If the only possible mode of transport. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, would you choose a donkey or a giraffe? You know what I'd choose. Do I'd, I? choose a, I'd choose a giraffe every time. Why? Yes, Harry. Well, because, James, you're only going to be alive once, right? And imagine being the sort of person who thought, if you want to ride a donkey, you can go to the fucking beach. <laughs> they do it. It's not like it's there for you. Yeah, but, 
it's not it's not the 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 of the event of riding mm, animal. Mm. It's like the literal usefulness of it being your mode of transport for the rest. <sighs> yeah, I I can't see. A giraffe is quicker. We yeah. know that. What are you thinking? Parking would be an issue. Yeah, and like things like bridges, just like the general day-to-day life. Like you couldn't bring it into your house. Couldn't like show with you. I'm not bring. I'm not bring. I wouldn't bring a donkey into the house. No. New point then. But if irrelevant, not necessarily because if you had a donkey, you could bring it inside. You could. But would you? No. No. Pay for parking or have the inconvenience of having to tie a giraffe up outside a shop. You just bring it in with you. I think as well, you know, most people are probably going to go donkeys. No one's going to steal my giraffe because I'd see it. Yeah. It's there. It's giraffe all the way, James. And I think, and I, I don't mean to be rude, but it shows a fundamental lack of imagination um, on the part of anybody who answers donkey to say donkey. Oh, right. I've never loved you more. Fair enough. <laughs> we'll take that. It's some of the best reasoning so far. So I haven't come on here to attack you, but, you know, um, yeah, if you will say things like that. Yeah, 10 minutes in and I feel... <laughs> Um, all right cool hopefully hopefully you're uh, i mean not that you needed to be but relaxed and warm um i also like the way that the headset you've got on with a retractable microphone you lift out the way when you need to take a sip of tea well i'm all about audio fidelity aren't i and it's coffee obviously but um it's uh yeah you don't want to hear me slurp yeah that's fair i mean arguably your audio will probably sound better than my audio so there we go so Harry, we have asked you to join us just, as I said at the beginning, in the vein of kind of meeting the members, meeting those people that you see in and around the gym, getting to know people a little bit more. So I guess in a nutshell, who are you? What what's what brought you to Bristol? What brought you to Velasco? What's life outside of the gym for you? Uh, oh, God, big questions, eh? Um, what, well, so Bristol, I've lived here about five years now, I think. Um, we lived in Scotland. Me and Jenny lived in Scotland for seven or eight years in Glasgow, which was wicked, actually. Um, and but sort of got to that point where we thought we probably got one big jump move wise in us. Yeah. And Bristol, sort of close to home, we're both from a town in not near where, uh, quite near where Amy's from, um, a town called Bewdley up in Worcestershire. So quite close to Kidderminster. Um, so it's sort of, you know, hour from there, hour from her family in Oxford, that sort of stuff. Um, and Valesco, I, I was sort of always sort of interested, aware of CrossFit and functional fitness happening there, uh, but main sport was boxing. Um, at some point, it, it got to thinking, like, I have to stop letting people hit me in the head now because it's dumb. So I, I work with people with, with dementia is my, my day job. And at some point you have to sort of acknowledge that getting hit in the head is a stupid thing and you should do as little of it as possible. Um, but I, I also don't, I, I, I don't like just going to the gym. Um, I find it very boring. Um, I always have found it boring. So it was, yeah, I came down, I did a trial class that was um, repulsive. I found it, I thought I would be quite fit. I was not quite fit. Um, and yeah, I think I've been here Maybe two years now, maybe over two years. It's hard to keep track because of lockdown, but it, it feels about that long. Yeah, nice. How um, you, you've kind of touched on it there a little bit. How does the how does the fitness differ? Because I, I think for me, if I think <clears throat> sports and fitness, 
actually contact sports and and wrestling and boxing are some of the ones that I would probably put up there with CrossFit in terms of overall fitness. Yeah. I think it's that thing where if, if I went back to try and box now, I, I would struggle massively. I don't I think there's so little carryover because a lot of CrossFit is quite rhythmic in terms of, of sort of setting your pace and, and keeping that. And so much of boxing is is either responding to things or very, very sudden bursts of activity. I, I still don't think there's been anything in CrossFit that compares to the feeling of being so knackered but knowing that the person you're sparring with wants to hit you in the face um there's there's not the same emotional distress um but yeah i i think they're two very very high levels of fitness but different types of fitness yeah it's interesting because there's that ongoing conversation they're like you know every other year about whether or not they should include some sort of contact sport like some sort of combat sport i guess in the in the crossfit games and and mimic that you know obviously wrestling in the states is massive and stuff yeah i did a bit of martial arts before crossfit and brazilian jiu-jitsu and yeah it's definitely it definitely runs you into the ground yeah and they they do that in strong strongman competitions every now and then we'll put a, a wrestling thing in and actually all it ever demonstrates is who has done wrestling before so adding it into something like crossfit games you know it will show you who has done it at college. But... Promotes a bit of a specialist, doesn't it? Yeah. Nice. All right. Um, what does life look like for you outside of the gym? Oh, man. Um, I've got a uh, uh, 20, 20 month year old son. Um, so just that, really. Um, there's, there's very little else. There's the gym and work. And there's Ben, um, who takes up almost all of the rest of my time and energy, which is fine. <laughs> um yeah yeah the other day was it a zoo or an aquarium or something some sort of uh probably the aquarium yeah i got my season ticket pass i'm that dad now i'm on my mondays off uh he loves fish i love fish let's go to the aquarium makes sense i guess we've we've talked about the transition to to valesco and to functional fitness and crossfit what how's that looked over the last two or so years in terms of starting off the i guess the the process that you've moved through classes programming you know, how yeah that for you? um so i think sort of my first year i i was not very i think i did all of the wrong things for, for the first year here actually um I, I i wanted to be fitter than i was um and so i think i did a lot of lifting things too heavily with crap technique um i did a lot of comparing myself to who was next to me in class um if i was struggling with a workout shaving off reps here and there where i wanted to get to the next movement things like that and really just not focusing on me at all but like i had that competitive bit thing where having that whiteboard there actually made me sort of just like oh mate i, I gotta do this and so i don't think i progressed in my first year as much as i could have done if i had just followed the programming properly and you know been sensible and then actually when lockdown came i i came out of that lockdown first lockdown so much fitter than i went in because it was just me in my garden following zoom programming and exercising for me and it completely turned my my approach on its head. I came back in the gym feeling fitter, feeling 
more focused on just getting in and doing my workout for me um, and not worrying what about what anyone else was doing or what numbers other people were hitting and I've, I feel like I've carried that on really since then and just following following whichever programming I'm doing and just sticking to my numbers and knowing that just going through I'll get to where I want to be at the end of it um, yeah it's, it's been it's seen a real change I think in my fitness levels and my technique levels as well my strength how has that changed your mental game in the gym in terms of how do you how does that how do you feel different when you, before lockdown um it's more fun i i've there was that slight feeling of not of coming in before and and trying to keep up if you're trying to keep up in a workout rather than have a good workout and get through I don't think you ever really in, enjoy it it's a, it's an extra pressure um that's because it should be fun and 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 so I think coming in now mentally it's I know I'm going to enjoy it if I if I stick to what I can do and or push in just that little bit further and challenging myself um and yeah, but I, I feel a lot more confident as well. Like I I've have a much greater awareness of my levels and my limits. And it sort of, it means if, if you're sort of half, not half assing things, but chopping bits off workouts or struggling through shit reps and all of that stuff, you never really know what your body's capable of because you never let yourself find out. And now I know exactly how, how fit I am. I know where I can push my strength. And so I'm, I'm a lot more confident in sort of just, just going for it when I need to really. Yeah, it, it's like watching you in in class and in open gym. It, it's evident that you're making significant progress. It's interesting to hear the thought process and the, the approach behind that. Um, go on. It, it loops back. I mean, we've had these sort of discussions with members before. I think where what's the difference between training and competing? Mm -hmm. And actually, you've you've just described it, although not in those terms. When you first started training here, actually, what you were doing was competing without really yeah. competing with other people all the time or you were or even competing with yourself and that as you said you don't really enjoy it um it can be quite stressful you don't necessarily focus on what you're doing or how you're doing it because you're trying to in inverse win or beat somebody next yeah whereas coming back into the gym post lockdown actually what you've started doing now is training and training effectively because you're yeah. on what you want to achieve how you're going to achieve it focusing on form and and also enjoying it because ultimately mm. this is in, you know it's important that all of us do that because if we're going to do this week in week out for a significant or the entirety of our lives doing that with something that you don't enjoy seems yeah so um, but it's just interesting to hear you put it in those terms because it, it it quite clearly or it it demonstrates or illustrates the difference between 100 mm. percent and how much more beneficial the training is as opposed to competing yeah yeah, and I, I can do a lot more with with less now as well. I think like at the moment with Ben, Ben's at that age where um, I can't sort of come down five times a week or, or have days where I double up, which I, I don't think you really need to unless you're at you know a significant level. Um, and so if I only get down three or four times in a week, I know that I've maximised those three or four times. Yeah, oh, that's great. You touched on something then as well that actually is very easy to forget. Like when we took away the uh, the big whiteboard at the front of the gym, actually some people are listening to this will only ever know it. 
as an empty whiteboard or where we write up some of the warm-ups in the morning. But actually, yeah. a couple of years ago, <clears throat> that used to be full of times and scores and reps and rounds from throughout the day from all the different classes. And actually, you're right, in, in terms of that was a conscious decision to stop doing that so that it discouraged mm-hmm. that level of competition because that's still there in Wadify and I guess those people that want to engage with it can enter their scores in Wadify and what everybody else did yeah they stack up but those people that don't want that that just want to you know concentrate on themselves tick on, tick on their own boxes they don't have to engage yeah. encourage is the wrong behaviour yeah yeah um, I guess on that then on, on on the subject of training versus competing I know that you have just competed in slash entered um, an online scaled competition. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That first one. Yes. Yeah. How have you found that? How's that? Ah, it was that was great fun. Um, it was fun because it was fun for lots of reasons. Obviously, the workouts were great. It was nice to have an excuse after sort of sticking so rigidly to things to just have a week where I let myself go completely nanas and um, and see how far I could push things. Um, I placed uh, 11th, so just outside the the top 10 out of 80 odds people in the division, which I was really pleased with and and really only not higher because I buggered up a a free rep max front squat that I should have done better on grumble, grumble, grumble. Um, So it was loads of fun. It was, it was um, good to have, you know, to, to break up programming with something like that um, and to sort of show, you know, it, it demonstrates to me that things are working and that I'm, I'm progressing. I'd sort of, at the start of the year, I'd said my, my goal for the end of this year was to be good enough to enter an RX competition and do badly. And I haven't hit that goal. And I think that's because I lost a lot of motivation once second or third gym closure lockdown came around um so it was really good for me to remind myself that I'm still working towards that and you know actually I am progressing and and that's not looking at looking back on these workouts now when once they came out I, I could have entered RX at that and I would have done badly but I could have done it um so you know I am, I'm getting to where I'd like to to be nice. so yeah I have to get to rugby in uh, January for the in-person bit of it how many how many people go to the in-person bit uh, 20 from each division yeah so what's, what's the uh, what's the goal there have you got one or just gonna go and just i'll try I'll, yeah I'll, I'll go in with the attitude of i want to uh, smash everyone up and <laughs> and uh get on the podium i mean there's some big lads but um i'll give it a good two months training and then nice. see what i do but yeah I, I wouldn't go there i would go there trying as, as hard as i can to get on the podium basically i would never say that i couldn't because i think the right things come up if someone sits me on a rower for four uh, <laughs> four events, I'll be absolutely fine. Nice. Well, so my, my next question actually was going to be, like, everyone's a very typical type of athlete, like a very specific type of athlete. And I think, like, self-programming a workout says a lot about a person. Like, if you – what workout would be, like, your absolute – if it came up, you know you'd smash everyone. Oh man. Um for instance, mine would be some sort of power clean bar muscle up ladder with some sort of max deadlift involved. Yeah, I think anything 
anything, well, it's got, it's got to have an erg in it. It doesn't matter what erg. I'll, I'll stick an erg in there. Some erg, some skipping. Um, I'm getting, I quite like wall balls these days. Yeah. Um, and burpees as well. Um, I'll, I'll burpee all day. Um, a lot of time for someone that would put war balls and burpees in a in a DIY workout. Well, you can't really do them. What I like about war balls or burpees is that they're pretty much one paced, really. Especially war balls, you you can't do them any quicker or slower. So you just got to keep doing them. Yeah. That's all right. I'd probably throw a barbell in there, but not for anything heavy. Yeah, I've seen I've seen you doing some gross workouts like one of those qualifiers i saw you doing with was it burpee box jump overs and something yeah else? it was fifth it was 50 40 30 20 10 wall balls with uh four eight 12 16 20 uh burpee box jump overs yeah nice that sounds grim yeah but you'd you'd love that wouldn't you because you're, you're a sadist and ellie you'd love that as well wouldn't you you're mad for a wall ball who me yeah yeah yeah, yeah i'm a fan of wall balls <laughs> I mean, our, our best event at Strength and Depth, the weekend just gone, involved um, war balls and oh, burpee box jump overs. <laughs> there we go. Um, okay, so you've you've mentioned a couple of names during this podcast. You've mentioned Ben, you've mentioned Jenny. For people that don't know you, who are Jenny and who are Ben? And what does, I guess, training around having a family and a you know a 20 month old how how does that look you've touched on it briefly about yeah not being able to come and do double days and coming down a few times a week how's how's that affected training so so jenny is my fiance now my fiance uh it just took me 12 years of uh i'm in an hiring but i got there you know ready to commit don't want to rush into anything do you james that's the thing yeah, I saw something the other day on Instagram, right, that said something like, before you marry a person, sit them down in front of a computer with slow internet to see who they really are. And I've, <laughs> there's very little that I've aligned with more on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Ben, yeah, and Ben is obviously my son, uh, Jenny's son as well. Um, yeah, so uh, training around him, oh, I think it's, tell you what, for the first lockdown, so the first six months or whatever, oh, it's bloody a piece of piss. He slept all the time. You yeah. could do whatever you wanted, really. And I think you get suckered into thinking that's... Well, he didn't sleep at night, but he'd sleep during the day, no problem. And yeah, you sort of end up thinking that's what it's going to be like forever. And now he just wants to run around all over the shop. Um, and Jenny's great about the gym. I think she realises how important it is. And it's not just where I, I work out, but it's where I see friends and, and all of that sort of stuff. But so it's not the time necessarily, but the amount of energy it takes to be entertaining to a 20 month year old for you know days at a time is knackering um so i think it's just having that awareness of which you guys have touched on quite a lot in, in podcasts i think of coming in and realizing that you've spent all day walking around with a, a toddler and you're, and you're knackered and you have to go into your workout appreciating that you need to drop the weight. You need to just go at 65% and, and get through it on that day. So I don't necessarily think I, I train much less than I would. If, if, if he wasn't here, I probably wouldn't train much more than four times a week, knowing, knowing how to sort of structure things properly now. But I would um, I definitely have more energy. He's heavy. He's, I always try and compare him to kettlebells. He's definitely over a 16 at the moment. So it's just like playing with an 18 kilo kettlebell all day. You know, but one that can hit you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't have to guess. You know, you could just put him on some scales, right? 
you, if you think you can get him to stand still on a scale, James, you come round and try. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I'd like to see that, to be fair. Yeah, absolutely. James wrestling with a toddler. <laughs> um, I mean, you've just you've said there, Harry, that obviously Jenny's very supportive of you coming to the gym, and, and I, I think that's great. Um, and we know that you obviously get a lot out of being here. Um, there's no doubt that CrossFit Functional Fitness is a more significant financial investment than going to a regular gym. There's lots of gyms around where you can pay sort of 15, 20 quid a month and, and they've got plenty of equipment, all that sort of stuff. So what, what is it for you? What, what makes, the, what's the difference between somewhere like that and somewhere like this that makes that greater financial investment worthwhile? Like what do you get in return for your money that is potentially not tangible, but is, makes it important to you? So that's a really good question um, because obviously we, we do think about money a lot and, and money's really tight and, and the gym is one of those things we sort of look at every now and then in terms of just like do we need to start cutting, cutting costs here and, but we don't entertain it particularly and, it's, and it is obviously the, the facilities and, and the atmosphere but it's, it's having friends there and having that place you know you're going to go and see people and almost tick off those two birds my hour can be my hour socializing and my hour working out um it's also just that sort of thing of being somewhere where everyone knows why everyone else is there in terms of the sorts of workouts you're doing because i've i've been up to the the jd up the road from here and it's a nice place but trying to put together a, a workout like the sort of workouts we do in that environment you just feel like a bit of a fucking pilchard sometimes it's like it's just like having that space where you can do mad shit and everyone everyone's on board you know and might ask you about it or suggest things or you know catch up on how you're what it is you're doing and why and all of that sort of stuff it's so it's as much the environment as it is the sort of the physical environment it's just like it's that safe safe place for a weird exercise <laughs> That said, I seen some man at JD the other day doing like he definitely had learned his his programming off a of YouTube. He was topless, I think, or, or in a very small vest, big long hair, looked like Tarzan, and he was going fucking nanas on everything. I was just like, what are you doing? And between every thing he did, he was doing a lot of TRX bands, but he would do this really weird like gorilla stomp to his next equipment. And I didn't know if he just had a funny walk or if this was like part of his workout. So he was fine. Maybe it's a me problem. Maybe I'm too self-conscious. I don't know. But if I am, I'm, it doesn't matter, does it? I, I like I like coming down. I, I like seeing everyone. And um, and it's important for the brain, isn't it? It's both the brain and the body. I don't want to sit by myself in a gym listening to shit techno. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. That going, going, I think I'd really struggle going back to a commercial gym now. I like, like to drop into one occasionally just to mix things up. But more often than not, within about... 20 minutes of being there i'm like yeah i remember why i yeah and i did it i used to do it with boxing actually is every now and then i'd stop and i'd just go i'm just gonna go, i'm gonna cancel my membership here and go to pure gym and within a month i'd be out of shape and i would not be going as often or pushing myself it, it's being in an environment where you see other people getting better or working hard and it just makes you like want to focus on yourself that bit more as well i think yeah. um any advice as, as somebody that I would put in this category, just out of curiosity, any advice for anyone that's kind of like, you know, wants, sees people 
competing or sees people operating at a slightly higher level and, and kind of wants to wants to get themselves there or, or maybe wants to try and enter a competition or what what's your oh i just entered the com I, like the only th- you're never i guess entering a competition the, the only reason you haven't entered one is because you haven't physically entered it like no one's stopping you doing it i would just enter it and see how it goes um find out where where your level is do it do a scale one and have a have a great time and just just crack on with it really um and i think once you've set yourself the the goal of of wanting to compete and or, or get better in that way obviously just whatever programming you're doing follow that programming appreciate that it will take time but I think one of the things I got over was the sort of fear of not fear but the reluctance to try things that I knew I wasn't good at or wouldn't come naturally to me so like my gymnastics is really what I focused on the past few months or whatever and I obviously I'm not I'm not naturally gymnastics I'm sort of 50% of my body weight is in my buttocks uh, and that is you know that's not a gymnast body is it typically um and so it's something I've not avoided, but like, yeah. you know, you have to spend weeks or months putting effort into something that you feel a bit shy at. Actually, once it starts clicking, it starts. So it's just like, I think, be prepared to be crap at stuff and know that that's fine if you're building to it being good. Yeah, nice. Like that's, that. very, that's a very eloquent sentence, isn't it? Yeah, no, I like the way you put <laughs> That's it. one to stencil on the wall. Yeah, Still on a t-shirt, Harry. Yeah, there we go. I'll put that word for word in the show notes thank you yeah yeah it's it's a good point like i think the thing that springs to mind for me as a coach is you know something like handstand push-ups there's plenty of people i guess that just operate in a in a in a way that they assume or understand that they can't do them so they'll never kick upside down against the wall and they'll always do hiked handstand push-ups off a box because they know they can do that and i guess it's being comfortable and finding the right point in your training career i guess to make the jump of you know okay do you know what today i'm gonna just kick upside down against the wall yeah. what happens and and you know have i guess almost take a little bit of a risk i think i think there's a time and a place for it i don't think everyone should just start as you referenced at the beginning which i quite like just throwing yourselves at weights and movements that are just too advanced but i think there's a nice point to at least make the transition to 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 try i guess yeah and so like the handstand push-ups was something that I, I thought I was ages away from, especially because I didn't do any during lockdown at all. And so when they came back on programming earlier in the year, I'd thought, just get upside down, like remember how to get upside down. And then it was a, Ellie was doing the class actually and, and came across and said, right, well, you're upside down. So now you just need to like put this bit of your body here and do this with your legs. And then I, I done a handstand push-up. It's like, oh, right, I see. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like that, is it? And so I think if you can just get past that little bit of your brain, everyone's a bit more capable than they think they are. But that's where that's where coaches come in, really, isn't it? Is they can be that bit that says, you know, yeah, you've got you've got this movement or this this next sort of level. Yeah, because I wouldn't I wouldn't have tried it by myself. I wouldn't have known what the fuck I was doing. So it was um, and I've just sort of taken it from there. The amount of people that you see that you just you know they've got like an extra 10 15 kilos in that squat or they you know they're they're way more comp- like competent and comfortable and they're giving themselves credit to be um yeah yeah nice all right thanks That's, i really appreciate your, your your views on on them um i guess to wrap up 
very different question. What are you most looking forward to about Christmas? Oh, Christ. Uh, having a week off will be nice. Christmas party, obviously. Uh, I don't know. I, I just like how quiet everything is. I'm, I'm quite, oh man, I'm going to sound like a fucking miserable here. I like being at home. Uh, if not by myself, then just with Jenny and Ben, really. I, I, I hate all the traveling about seeing different people. I like that everyone else is doing that and I'm just in my house. Yeah. Whilst nothing else is going on. Uh, so, yeah, so quiet solitude, James. Um, you know, isn't that the Christmas message? The Christmas spirit, I think, yeah. That's when you shut yourself away and don't talk to anyone that you don't want to talk to. Yeah. Can't wait. What are you most looking forward to about Christmas? Um, I'm, especially at Christmas, like very just family oriented and, and I guess a very similar thing, but having done the bit that you don't like. So I travel home to Pembrokeshire for Christmas. And then when I'm there, all, unless I'm walking, walking the dog, I probably won't leave the house from like the day I arrive to the day that I travel yeah. back. And it's just that like, okay, I'm here. Mum and dad have got the fire on way too warm. Well, I, yeah, actually I say I won't leave the house. I superset watching the, watching whatever film we're watching with standing in the garden to let my body temperature come back down. Nice, yeah. Um, but yeah, like fire's on. I'm there for three or four days straight. There's a constant flow of food. Like I'm an absolute mummy's boy as well. So there's just like constant flow of food and drink and, and whatever, you know, whatever my mum's little prince needs. Mum's um, little prince. Fantastic. Yeah, it's, a, it's a nice evening. It's just very family oriented and just to chill out. A meat of choice? Oh, lamb. Is that what you'll have? You'll have a nice lamb, will you? Uh, well, I mean, across the across the three or four days, I'll probably have four or five different meats. Excellent. Uh, we go a bit over the top, but lamb, mint sauce, a bit of gravy, some good roast potatoes. Mint sauce. You're such an advocate for mint sauce, aren't you? Mint, oh, we've had this conversation. We have, yeah. Imagine being as versatile as mint. Oh, yeah. Like... Is, have you ever played that game where you have to pick three foods that don't go together? You can always get two, but adding a third one that doesn't go with the other two is super hard. I'm not, but I like food games. It's so. a good game. Play around the Christmas dinner table, it's fun one. But yeah, like the most mainstream flavour. I'll do it now. A sauce to have with meat, put it in a you know, on its own as a sweet. Um, it's a, it's a yeah it's it's just crazy it's crazy once you think about it yeah it's uh, a great invention yeah. mint who knew mint you <laughs> and no and no one's been listening yeah i've been telling people also, um, uh, uh, just before we wrap up there ellie what are you most looking forward to about christmas seems rude to ask james and not you um, very similar family orientated um tend to go to mums um Set up camp for a couple of days, don't really go anywhere. Um, just chilling out with family, really. Although I, I actually quite like not too many people. Yeah. I'd rather go and see small pockets of people for a couple of hours than being yeah. there with 15 people. So mum and Rob's with my brother is great. Then sometimes my sister and my niece has come over, which is also really lovely. But then I'd rather go and see a couple of friends or go and pop over and see my cousins than it being... 20 people all day on christmas day because my brain just i yeah no one needs that do they 
no. And Christmas, Christmas food. Christmas, I'm a big food fan and anything Christmassy, mince pies, Christmas cake. I didn't like Christmas pudding. You going, are you going turkey, are you? No, we, um, I was going to say last year. Last year we went completely off piece and because basically Boris cancelled Christmas, we had some Argentinian meal with a uh, picanha done on the barbecue. Um, but this oh, it was amazing, to be fair. Um, this year, it will probably be, if I know my stepdad, it will either be uh, beef, which I quite like, or it will be, um, it won't be, it won't be turkey, it'll be another bird of some description. Maybe a goose. Goose, or what do we normally have? It's pretty elaborate. Well, anyway, probably beef. Beef. Good, good choice. Mint doesn't go with beef, though, does it, James? It can do. Doesn't not. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't not go with beef. That's true. Yeah. Persian food, they put mint in everything, and they love mint. That's true. Give it up for mint. <laughs> <laughs> um, Harry French, ladies and gentlemen. Harry, thank you so much. Yeah, absolute pleasure. Yeah, it, it has. I've enjoyed it. Thanks for coming on. We knew you'd be a fun one. Um, hopefully, you guys have enjoyed listening and getting to know you know another one of our members we're hopefully going to meet a few more just so that we start to introduce members to other people without you having to go and walk over and like awkwardly say hello you know now hopefully you'll feel more comfortable going and saying hey to harry now you know a little bit about him knowing what conversations to open with and knowing what to leave alone tops on tops on obviously <laughs> yeah no no tops off ellie as always thank you very much thank you Harry, it's been absolutely wonderful. Thank you for giving up an hour of your time. It's been a pleasure, truly. Thank you very much. And we will see you all soon. Team, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back. And I will put everybody's Instagram in the show notes if you want to go and put a face to the name for Harry French. Have a lovely day.